Take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 2 once again. Philippians chapter 2. And once again, like I told you two weeks ago, when I preached this message, I was going to be going back because I had not been able to get everything into that message. I kind of ran out of gas a little bit. So uh, Lord willing, today is my first day. Going to do Sunday morning, Sunday night. God is good. We'll make it. I encourage you to be here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you speak now. Help us to recognize your voice. And I pray this in our Savior's name. Amen. So once again, Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You know, before we get into the message, I wanted to remind you of something. Several years ago, there was a message that I preached, and you don't need to turn there, but there was a message that I preached out of Jeremiah. Fascinating, fascinating uh, situation. Here was a king, Zedekiah, who was in great straits because Israel, because of its sin, was under attack. He was hurting. He was doing some foolish things, but he finally went after Jeremiah. And Jeremiah 37, verse 17, the Bible says this, Then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out, Jeremiah, and the king asked him secretly in his house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? And Zedekiah, excuse me, and Jeremiah responded and said, There is. There is. Now, the word that was going to be shared was something that the king wouldn't like hearing. And eventually, it cost him dearly. But the point is this. He asked the prophet, is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah said, oh yes, there is. Folks, every time you open God's word, there's a word from the Lord. Are, are, are you listening? Every, every time. You know, I, I, <clears throat> I find it so sad when there winds up being distractions, when there winds up being situations, when there winds up being things inside us and outside us, that when the Word of God is open, all of a sudden, oh, I got to go take care of this. Oh, I, I, I got to get this. Oh, wait a minute. You know, here comes that text. You know, I, I like what Roger did last week. Turn your phone off. By the way, folks, turn your phone off. The only text 
you need this morning is the text that is in front of you in your Bible. Okay? We wind up getting distracted by the world. Sometimes, like Brother Mike said, it's an addiction. And it does get to be. We need to recognize the God that saves us is the God that speaks to us still. Therefore, is there a word from the Lord? Oh yes, there is. I hope and pray we hear that word this morning. We were reminded when we went through the, uh, the churches in Revelation, we were reminded what Christ said to each of the churches. But he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. The Spirit is speaking. So let's be ready to hear. So remember, let's, let's, do, some, let's do some review from two weeks ago. We saw, first of all, from two weeks ago, that there was a command, wherefore, my beloved. That pointed us back to the discussion about Jesus in verse 5, starting in verse 5 of chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In verse 12, we go on with this. All right, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not only in my presence, not, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. When Paul was there, they were there. They were right on top of it. They're serving the Lord. They're seeking God's voice. They're listening intently to what the apostle is saying. And he says, okay, praise God. I remember that. But I want you to understand this. Even now, much more in my absence, this is this is very important. He says, work out your own salvation. Now we've already heard a little bit about what that means. And it is so true. Work it out as getting everything there that God placed in you as a mine. Get the silver, get the preciousness, whatever it is. It also has to do with farming, whatever field that you have, make sure in every place you've planted, you get a complete crop back. Why? Because it's God that gave it to us. Ephesians 4.13 reminds us just how important that this is. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, looking ahead, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect, a complete man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Somebody said this, when you were saved, God put his all within you. Now, now, now think about that. Everything you and I need, you listening? Everything you and I need to not only live this life, but to thrive in this life for Christ. He's put it all in. Everything that we need to love one another, to love the lost, to seek to do his will, to do his will by his 
power. Now the flesh is there and so is the wicked one constantly trying to get us distracted. Oh, no, no, you, you can't do that. Folks, I'm telling you one of Satan's biggest lies is getting in your head and trying to persuade you that no matter what Christ did for you, you can't do or be what Christ asks of you. That is a lie. I look back at my ministry and one of the things that I I hurt on is I look back and I believed lies like that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Instead of, God, if you're asking me to do this, I'll do this. No, I just, I can't. I believed it. That hurts. That hurts. And by the way, for you uh, more senior saints, let me tell you something. When we talk about finishing strong, it's not a cakewalk. We need him and his power more than ever, but we can do what we're called to do. Though the outward man perish, Paul told the church at Corinth, I'm reading 2 Corinthians right now, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So this is what we do. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Remember, why do we do it with fear and trembling? Because this is heavy work. This is his work. We do it to reverence him. We do it to obey him because souls are at stake. The gospel, the testimony of Christ is at stake. Who does God listen to? He doesn't listen to the arrogant. He doesn't listen to the self-sufficient. Isaiah 66, 2. For all those things hath mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is of a poor and contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. So there's a command. But secondly, look at verse 13 again. There's the companion, our companion. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That word worketh in the Greek means to energize, to work effectively. Remember, this has part and parcel of what to do with that verse that I love so much in Philippians 1 being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Remember, be confident, be cognizant, be cooperative, but praise God, be courageous, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is important. Now please listen. The words to will means to desire. So read that again, for it is God which worketh in you, both to will. Number one, he puts a desire in you. He is seeking to put a desire in you for his work. Right now, 
Now, you might be battling because you've got your own desire. I want to be doing this. I want to be doing that. Da, 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 da. No, listen. Hey, God is seeking to stir up the desire for his work in you. That is a divine energy. God is not a distant God. Your Bible is open. His spirit is here. This, in some respects, is spiritual warfare because some believers, when they come into the local fellowship, they haven't prepared their heart to hear what their God has to say. I hope and pray that you've prepared yours. Not only to will, but also to do. God is at work preparing you to be able to do what God has called you, the desire that he has put in you. The Lord, when he was here on earth, gave us his testimony, as it were, of this very thing in his life, and we need to hear it. John 5, verse 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater things, greater works than these, that ye, <coughs> excuse me, may marvel. Are you listening? Hey, <clears throat> he's here because the year is 2022 and the place is the United States of America and the country is in judgment and God needs his own taking a stand and giving the gospel and loving people and clinging to righteousness. Instead of getting caught up and all the peripheral things, we can, and we all get there. We all have, as it were, the addictions of this world still. He places within us a desire to be a part of this work. We always use Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But then in verse 10, he says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. There is a, a church that my wife and I visited, and I almost brought pictures of this I could show you, but I didn't. But there's a church, the foundation was laid in 1829. My wife and I visited when we were in India. This church is connected with the work of a missionary by the name of William Carey. William Carey was nothing big in the eyes of the world. He was a repairer of shoes. He was a cobbler. 
And in fact, when spoken to by people of higher rank when he was in India, they kind of used that to rub in his face, you know, you're not much here. Turns out he was great. He preached a message out of Isaiah 54. I want you to turn there, please. I want you to look at this. Isaiah 54. Look at verses 2 and 3. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. May 30th, 1792, William Carey is seeking to get a group of Baptists to recognize what God has called us to do. He entitled the message, Expect Great Things from God, Attempt great things for God. There was a man that while he was preaching this, stood up and said this, an older pastor, young man, sit down. When God pleases to convert the heathen, he will do it without your aid or mine. There's a problem with what that pastor said. It's bad theology. It's not biblical. Go ye into all thee and preach the gospel to every creature. William Carey instead decided to obey. And listen, he decided to work out his salvation. What God had given him, the burden, the desire, and the ability to do. We were there at that church, and it was amazing to think. 1829, the cornerstone was laid. It was a direct descent of what William Carey had done in India. Do you know because of William Carey, in large part, not everything, but the work that William Carey did, he working out his salvation, it's because of him we have flags in this auditorium from different countries. Because William Carey was used to literally inspire, provoke, and encourage thousands and thousands of God's people to go to the foreign mission field. And because of them, millions became believers. Because of them. Why? Because somebody worked out their salvation with fear and trembling. 
Remember that thing we talked about that God has put in each of us? I want us to stop and think about this. We just talked about William Carey. Remember the desire to will and to do. Number one, everybody who names the name of Christ has a calling. Are you listening? We have a general call. There's calls that you'll read when you read your scripture about walking in a holy, Christ-like manner. We hear the general call, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. But every believer has a specific call. Now, it might not be as dramatic as some. I remember again when my wife and I flew into India, before we got to um, the place where P.D. Charian was, we flew into Chennai. Do you know that according to church history, Thomas, remember Doubting Thomas, Christ's disciple, worked his way down the western coast of India, down to the point, down to the place of the state of Kerala, where that state is today. It is now the most evangelized state in India because Thomas was there and founded, according to church history, founded seven churches. But then he crossed down towards the bottom of India. He went across the subcontinent there of India and was in Chennai spreading the gospels and the Hindus speared him. But there are Hindus today that revere him. His place of burial is there. You can see it in pictures. They say that is where Thomas is buried. He was called. He had a desire and God gave him ability. Everybody has a specific calling. Now let me ask you, what's yours? Think about it. Number two, everybody has a gift because of that calling. Everybody has a gift. Now remember, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We love remembering what Christ went through to purchase our salvation. But what about what God put in you? What about that gift? Go, if you would please, to Romans chapter 12. Now, there are several lists, and we do not have the time to go through it all. There are several lists when it comes to the gifts. Many people wind up thinking about the supernatural sign gifts of miracles and uh, healings and, and the, the speaking in tongues and such. Don't have time in that. There are some gifts that passed off the scene, 
there are some that are here, and these are they that are here. These are workings of the Holy Spirit for the local church. Look at verse 6, Romans 12. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. And he starts going through. There's ministry, verse 7, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, he that exhorteth on exhortation. Now, I could, I could detail these out, but I give that to you to study. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. <clears throat> Listen, one of the things I love to watch is God's people who have taken seriously that God gave them a calling and God gave them the gift that would help them do that. I'm looking at some people right now. It's just, it, it's, it's in your blood. You, you know, it's like, I'm here. I want to do what God wants me to do. There are people, the greens and the greens. They're there. Um, Sheila Granby is not here, but Carrie and Sheila, you know, Sheila, same thing as with Esther. You know, I'm there in that kitchen doing the work. I'll never forget when there was a young man that walked into this church and he stopped me. We had a center aisle way, I believe, at that time. And we get to, got to call, we got to talking. He had just come to visit. And he said, I've checked out all the churches in the area. I like yours best. I think I can help. That was Wayne. Do you know because of the obedience of Wayne Crowley, and there's been others that have worked up there, but Wayne has made sure by God's grace, Sunday after Sunday, messages from this church, it can be two-minute warning, it can be evangelist, whoever it is that's behind this pulpit, <clears throat> they go out and because of that, Literally thousands and thousands of messages have been downloaded and listened to. Facebook, YouTube, sermonaudio.com, they're there. Some of those people we hear from, some of those are people that used to come here, they're out of state, they're still listening. The Goodmans are doing that. But then people that are even here and they don't make it to the church service for one reason or another, they can't. Helen Souza, Mrs. Chitwood, they're with us online. I'm amazed at how many people are listening at times. People that I had 
no idea. Remember a year ago when I had the um, when I had the heart surgery. I'm telling you, I am so tired of going under the knife. The, the, the next time, I'm just going to get on Amazon and just buy a new body. Do it in February. Do it in February. <laughs> but I, you know, I wanted to get back into the pulpit, and so I got into the pulpit, and, and my breath is you know, calling but, but, but I got to preach because Roger Whiteside's having too much fun up here. And, and so I, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta do this. And a guy emailed Sermon Audio and belittled me for what I, listened, for what I sounded like. Another guy from in Canada emailed and said, listen, you lay off the guy. Yeah, I enjoy his preaching. You just shut up. Now, the point is this. We never know who's listening. <laughs> I, and this, this is not, this happens and it doesn't matter who gets in the, in the pulpit. It's just the message, you know, I, the message I preached last Sunday. Ladies, let God define me. Boom. Downloaded over a hundred times. You don't know. But that young man up there, he makes it happen. You know why? He listened to the call of God. I'm up here and there's times when I'm preaching and, you know, or, or just watch, you know, if somebody else is preaching or whatever, I'm amazed at how intent and how listening, how watching our brother back here, Brad. Newfeld. He's the best head usher I've ever seen. Amen. And I've been in some big churches. Amen. But the reason why he's doing it, he mined. He reached in. He didn't have to, but he was obedient. Roger Whiteside has been right there. If I've needed somebody, you know, with all the things that I've gone through, Sometimes I think he really prays for it. <laughs> Lord, Lord I, I got a message. I, I got a message I preached. Would you have him be in another head-on collision? You know? <laughs> no, no, of course. In Christian love, of course. But see, I see others, and I, and I feel bad in mentioning these because I, I don't want to negate other people if people have Prayer request. Jerry Lynn, right there. Bam! She's getting the word out to people so that they can pray. You see, this, this, is, this is how God uses us. And I praise God for how he does it. But the point is this. Everybody here has a calling. Everybody here has been gifted to do that call. To will and to do of his 
good pleasure. I, uh, I and, and I'm not going to do it this time. I, I, did a, I did an illustration years ago, and I was so tempted to do it today, but I'm not going to. But maybe while I'm talking, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll immediately do it. I, and I brought up, I, Vivian, I think it was Hector. I brought up and I said, okay, Hector was just in a car accident. Pow! You know, nailed. Boosh! Immediately, everybody goes to their gift. First of all, Vivian Green, she organizes all the nurses in the church. Okay, we got to help take care of this. All right, Esther and Sheila, bam! They're getting out the coffee and the donuts for the people that are trying to help. Brad, he's getting out the cones. Got to make sure everything... If, if Dan Blumquist was here, he'd get his vest on, get out there with his wands and just, you know, bringing in the... Bringing in the show. Meanwhile, people are doing what God has put in their hearts. See, that's, that's what it's about. To will and to do of his good pleasure. One more verse and I'm done. Would you please go to 1 Peter chapter 4? 1 Peter chapter 4. Look at verse 10. As every man hath received the gift. And that's what it's speaking of, is what God has given us that Paul alludes to. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. As good stewards, listen to this phrase, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. There is an abundance of God's grace that has come to God's people. When it comes to the work that God has called us to, the grace truly is sufficient. All we need to do is trust and obey. So, we got some exciting times coming. I have several thousand tracks that are on their way. They're being printed right now. We're going to be getting them, and there is going to be a week from Sunday to Sunday in June. Going to be challenging us all to give a tract, see how many tracts... And, and not just a thing of leaving it one place or another, but looking somebody in the eye and giving them a gospel tract and encouraging them to read it. We're going to be doing this in June and see how God works. And then we're going to do it again later on in the summer. But this is what we're all about. Because meanwhile... While some of God's people are not taking seriously these last days, Satan's people are. 
And that's why we have what's going on right now. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Is that in Scripture? So we will continue in the challenge. Let's see what the Lord has for us through Brother Blankenship this next Sunday. But for now, let's bow our heads.